are live. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is the newly minted Bleacher Report man himself. I guess myself included, but Joe DeLeon, good evening, sir. How are we doing? Good, good. You uh, mentioned the live stream that we did uh, through Bleacher Report's app on Friday. We've got another one coming up this Wednesday. Right. That is going to be during uh, Big Ten Media Day. So that was an exciting, fun little uh, side project that we did, a little side venture. I don't know how frequently we'll do it during the college football season, but hopefully if they really like this, they'll keep bringing us back. I know one thing. They were mad about some list, you know. I don't <laughs> I, I don't really know. But it was fun. You can catch it out on Bleach Report on Wednesday as well. That's where we'll be. And then, Joe, as we – the football season's here. Uh, teams start camp this week. Teams in week zero. Notre Dame, actually, if I'm not mistaken, mm. made some phone calls. Maybe you can attest to this. They also start football camp this week as they will be playing in week zero. Mm-hmm. So we will talk a little bit of your fighting Irish, Joe. Zero. Notre Dame. I am a little, and I t- I texted you a couple options today. I threw out a couple options. Three of those options were very contentious options, and we ended up going with Notre Dame, which is arguably maybe the most contentious. I'm a little worried on what's going to happen on today's show. I'm a little worried because every time we've done the whole Notre Dame thing. It, there has been uh, serious, serious blowups. So we'll see what happens. Well, I'm just going to speak the truth. See, that's we're already off to a rough start. If, if you say some crazy shit, I'm going to get very upset. As long as you're reasonable. Oh, no. As long as you're reasonable. I'm so scared. Whatever will I do? Oh, relax. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so snared. The, 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 Joe's going to attack me. I mean, it's not my fault that your leading returning receiver, Jaden Thomas, only had 361 yards last year. That's not on me. At some point, at some point, it's like every other school, Joe. Mm-hmm. Can I Can I not – like, can you not be better in an area before when I start – like, for example, we know that the Pac-12, the stigma is that they're going to cannibalize themselves, right? Is that not right? Yes. We know that Clemson, at some point, the last couple of years, at some point, they're going to choke. Is that not right? Yeah. Well, then why can't I come on this show and say that Notre Dame on the outside does not have playmakers? Because they do not. Because there's other significant strengths on this roster that I think can outweigh any concerns that I'm like, I'm, spoiler alert, I'm not saying they're going 12 and 0. I'm is not saying Notre Dame considered a top 10 program program or team like just generally program both like are they consider a top 10 team this year no they're not i don't think they should be i think they should be right outside of the top 10 well you can't have them going 10 and 2 and not be a top 10 team then all right we're getting a little ahead of ourselves okay yeah yeah okay let's let you see this is exactly my point we're already i'm already causing problems but i'm yeah i didn't even do anything i just said that you don't have receivers you know they they i heard that they tampered with your kid from rhode island antonio carter how does that make you feel that i did not there was no tampering i you okay you i know for a fact they did not tamper with tone so don't don't we're not do, we're definitely not doing are you that. sure you know the street yes. is saying that they tampered okay well, i'm gonna trust the information that i have from <laughs> uh i literally gave his phone number to uh my co-host ryan to write an article about it i i 
trust the information from my form about my former teammate. Yeah, because every every bit of information was written in that article. Let me tell you. Look, well, obviously not, but from talking to my former teammates, I know for a fact that there was no, you know, inappropriate impact. Have you ever seen the movie Anchorman? Uh, yes, I have seen the movie Anchorman. I've seen both of them. I don't believe you. Look, I, this is the only thing. This is the only time that I feel that I have the the. the you should trust me on this one thing. Okay, I, pl- I, I played with him. There's no tapering. Yeah, you're just trying to give me a hard time. You're just yeah, I am. All right, so we'll talk a little bit of Notre Dame, no- South Carolina, North Carolina is the game day game of the week. Uh, really, the only good game Saturday. A lot of blow up behind this. I guess we'll we'll talk about it. I don't really care to be honest with you. I don't care where they go because I'm live every Saturday morning, so I don't get to watch it. So it doesn't matter to me where they go, but. Since college football fans are so up in arms about them going to North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, okay, we'll talk about it. And then Pac-12, um, Joe, they have the worst commissioners in sports. It's terrible. At some point, we got to just call it what it is. They're they're doomed, okay? They're doomed. We'll talk about the Pac-12 as well, but we'll get to a couple of these comments, though. Before we get rolling, Chris H says that Joe sleeps in Marcus Freeman pajamas. What was it, him or there was another listener that accused me of sleeping in Brian Kelly pajamas? No, so I'm the one who told, said that you sleep in Brian Kelly pajamas. Okay, well then, when, which is it? Which is it? Do you? Miss I'm not. Do you miss I'm, by, by the way, I've oh, said this before. No. I'm not totally sold on Marcus Freeman yet, so let's let's not act like I'm. You True, know. you have said this. You have said this. Ben Jones says he is such a Notre Dame homer. He probably owns multiple leprechaun outfits. He wears around the house. They are on you tonight, man. No comment. Yeah, see, I knew that this was going to happen. I knew all this was going to happen. Well, I mean. (laughs) I can't wait till we do LSU. I'll also get killed for whatever I end up saying. Even if I speak highly of LSU, I'm going to get killed. We'll try to be truthful here tonight. and uh, Because, look, I think that they still have – Notre Dame still has some – Really good piece to talk, to talk about and really yeah. good players. So uh, we'll talk on that right out of the break. Everybody do us a favor, though, before we get started. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups on Facebook where if you're alive with us right now on Facebook, hit the like and share to all those groups, to all those social media pages. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rafino and Joe Show. Over the 1,200 mark, continuously growing mm. on the Rafino Joe Show YouTube channel. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you for all of us watching us on Fubo TV. So about our good friends, though, over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to talk about. Are Joe and I going to get in a fight about Notre Dame? Absolutely. The odds are pretty strong that we are. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. Bye! 
but Texas isn't. I, nope. You know, Joe, we'll probably do a Texas deep dive at some point this week. Um, a lot of people bullish on the Longhorns, so we'll keep that one in the uh, gross. Keep that one in the chamber. But let's talk a little Notre Dame. So I gave you the first crack last week when we talked about SC Media Days and LSU. I'm going to go first on this one, okay? Okay, I approve. We're going to do our Notre Dame deep dive. And look, I'm going to be real with you. I, I'm serious when I say this. Like, I, I know that we joking, kid, about our two favorite teams a lot, but it's time to get serious when it's time to get serious. We're going to be serious here about Notre Dame. Joe, they got really good pieces all over the field, okay? That's the reason that they win. That's the reason that they won nine games last year. It's the reason that they did a lot of good things last year. They had they were the 22nd total defense last year. I know that Isaiah Foskey's gone, but, Joe, you turn ret- 10 returning starters that are seniors or grad transfer seniors on this defense. You know how I love – I personally love experience on defense. I even thought that, that Notre Dame was pretty decent on third down. Really, that shows mm-hmm. that you're a really well-coached team. The problem with Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame even though they gave, they had games where they gave up a lot of rushing yards. Marshall, I think they gave up 220 yards on the ground. Offensively, Sam Hartman might be the biggest addition in college sports from a value standpoint. I don't know who he's going to throw it to. I know that they have a pretty decent offensive line. I know that you have a good running back. The question is, what happens when uh, Isaiah, Fo- uh, not Isaiah Foskey, uh, Andre Estime, does he have someone that he that could spell for him? I know Devin Ford is now in this equation. Mm-hmm. But, Joe, I think that you when you lost pieces offensively, you got worse. I, I Listen, I don't mean this in a wrong way. Tommy Reeves goes to Alabama, okay? Then you hire from within from a guy the last time he called plays at West Virginia was the worst in the Big 12. And I'm supposed to come out here and say – oh, you got better because you added Sam Hartman? That guy is still calling the plays. I look at them as a 9-3 and three team. I think they're good enough to be 9-3. and three. The massive problem that I have is offensive play calling going into another year, year two of Marcus Freeman, and I just don't think that you have the weapons to keep up with Ohio State. I don't think you have the weapons to keep up with Clemson, and I don't think that you have – the weapons to keep up with USC. So when I look at this in a vacuum, they're going to go nine and three. Their schedule dictates that for them, that they're going to go nine and three. I don't think it's a hot take that they're going to go nine and three. The it's not. Problem, it's not. No. And I think that's pretty fair because, Joe, if I would have said any other team in the country that you are hiring from within with an offensive coordinator – that has the history as this guy, you would say that that's a massive red flag. You would, you know you would say it is. And it's a massive red flag for Notre Dame. I think that Marcus Freeman is one of the rising stars in college football. Doesn't matter if your offense is going to be just as bad as they were at times a year ago. It's where I sit with Notre Dame. You're going to have to show me that you can beat Joe, it's like everybody else in the country, Beside which, last thing, besides it doesn't feel like it happens for Notre Dame, every team in the country has to prove that they can do it. Brian Kelly, Alabama, 
Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley having 10 wins out west and not being in Oklahoma, rebuilding a brand, so on and so forth. We get on to Steve Sarkeesian. We get on to Brent Venables. Why aren't we having the same conversations about Notre Dame and where they lack offensively? That is my ultimate question and the question mark that I have for them moving forward. I think what you said there is pretty reasonable. I push back on some of the comments that you're making on their offense. So here's here's my whole my whole thought here. Okay. Last year defensively, not consistent for all 13 games, but still overall were suffocating on defense. Extremely suffocating on defense. They were one of the most dominant defenses in the country. I point at performances like the way that they played against South Carolina. Boston College, they completely took them off the board. We had a guy like Benjamin Morrison, who was a freshman last year, completely burst onto the scene as one of the best defensive backs in the country this upcoming season. And also, the way that they played against Clemson, I know that that was DJU who was at quarterback. They dominated them all over the field and completely, completely eliminated their offense from that game. They could not move the ball. And they didn't really lose that much production. They didn't lose that many guys. Isaiah Foskey is the most important player that they lost. They return with a bunch of young, talented players that are going to continue to improve the quality of this defense. A guy like Jordan Patelho is, I believe, somebody who's going to be on the national radar after this season because he's a really talented defensive lineman. Where I push back, though, I think that I'm not worried about what their defense is going to do. Marcus Freeman's a defensive-minded coach. He has been fantastic as the defensive coordinator, now as the head coach. I understand the concerns with the lack of weapons and the lack of receivers that this offense has. It's not like we've got some sleeper guy that was explosive in a couple of games that we can maybe point to and say, this guy's coming up next because that, that body's just not there. It's just not. Michael Mayer is now gone. But with the inept play calling from Tommy Rees and the horrendous quarterback play that we had last year, that is what held them back in key games. That's what held them back against Marshall. That's what held them back against Stanford. That is what prevented them from winning those games and having a better record last year. That's gone. And I know that there's concerns about Jared Parker. I am concerned. But I truly believe that Sam Hartman is enough to overcome those offensive deficiencies. A Mm. veteran, elite, elite quarterback like that, he's not going to be a big-time draft prospect, but one of the better quarterbacks in college football is enough to help your team improve offensively. If you play the same way on defense and you improve slightly on offense, you are going to be a better football team in 2023. I just kind of – let's not go down this rabbit hole, but you saying that somebody's not going to be a great NFL prospect, but they're a great college quarterback is music to my ears. I'm glad you came around. I do think it's crazy, though, that you you decide to use that for Notre Dame and you don't decide to use that for others – I, I, I digress okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. The problem, yeah. okay, like your argument or Notre Dame's argument, because you're not the only one saying this, okay, they were statistically the 22nd best defense in the country. I cannot dispute that, like at all. You were getting rung up at times, at times, not the whole time. You did not, you did not, you slowed South Carolina down who had a lot of people out. 
We're talking about them suffocating Boston College. Well, okay, but the level that they did it at was ridiculous. You're they not suffocating Ohio State. Down. You're not suffocating USC. And I guarantee you, whether you mm. like it, love it, or hate it, you are not. You think the Riley brothers aren't going to be communicating back and forth Weekend week uh, when they play the both of you, they know exactly how they're gonna going to attack you. I promise you. If you think that they're not sharing notes right now on Notre Dame, you're crazy. You're crazy because they are. My point is, yes, Joe. I look at your. I look at their schedule. Okay, here's the just the God's honest truth. You're gonna beat Navy. You're gonna beat Tennessee State. You're gonna beat NC State. You're gonna beat Central Michigan. You're going to be 4-0 going into Ohio State. That's a massive game. Two undefeated teams going into that. The problem is, Joe, I don't care if there's an orangutan at quarterback for Ohio State. With Marvin Harrison and the boys, you're not keeping up. When you, Joe. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, but here, but, yeah, okay. Joe, you're leading, returning guy on the outside. Has 361 yards and three touchdowns. You're replacing the best tight end in the country from a year ago. With with Mitchell? What, what was his name? What's his name again? Uh, not Mitchell. It Michael is Mayer? Mitchell Evans. Oh, oh, oh. You're replacing him with Mitchell Evans. Blake, and the way like, that... Oh, well, we got the O-line and Andre Estime, and that's like... You, I don't give a Rudy Pooh. Okay. The, first of all, the way that they played against... Ohio State last year is a strong indicator of, I feel, they're going to beat Ohio State this season. What do you think the they're score between to. Alabama and Texas is going to be very quickly this year? Those, are, those aren't the same thing. We're not – Well, we, you then you, you can't not use the property. I, I mean, you talked about – Why, can't, why can't I use that, though? They're, they're two Tyler similar Butler opponents that are playing each other. Week two for Alabama, and you talked about atrocious quarterback play. I'm using that as context because that was how they prepared to play against Ohio State in Marcus Freeman's first ever game as a head coach. No, they played great defensively. Sorry, his second game. They played great defensively at Ohio State. Tyler Buckner played like ass, and that's why they lost that football game. C.J. Stroud was the quarterback then, and now Kyle McCord takes over who we have no idea who he is. That is going to be his fourth ever game, and that's his first legitimate test on the schedule. I would be worried if I am Ohio State's offense, having to deal with and face off with that. Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison deserve more recognition for being one of the better defensive back corner duos in all of college football. They deserve to be recognized as that. I'm not saying that they're going to completely take Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the game, but if they played the way that they did last year, there is the capability for that to translate to this year because they didn't lose that many defensive bodies. But Ohio State lost a ton on offense. That, to me, is where the defining factor is here. I think that they beat Ohio State and they get to 10 wins. Oh, my God. Don't act like that's unreasonable. That's not it's, unreasonable. It's highly unreasonable. What What do they have that I that makes them so much better? Okay, you ready? The only position group that you're not better at them is offensive line and quarterback. Wait, 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 say that again. 
The the only thing that Notre Dame, like if you went position yes. group by position yes. that Notre Dame has oh. better than Ohio State. Is Notre Dame has better than Ohio State at this exact a, moment. Quarterback they have a better secondary. They have a better. I highly disagree line. with you. No, they have a. So, a you got a better corner. You don't have a better DB unit. When Stanford Who Marshall, hold on. Okay. When Stanford Marshall and a guy that you rip on all the time, Spencer Rattler starts lighting that ass up. Bad baby, bad baby, lighting that ass he out down the field. Light them up. He didn't go over three hundred yards in that game. Joe, did you not? Joe, he, he had, had a two picks. He had a catch-up packet at right tackle, a walk-on guard at right tackle, a walk-on center, and a true freshman left tackle. The the bowl we the bowl game. I don't that is that is not proper evidence. Tyler Buckner, for example, mm-hmm. if you want to be real, look how far he progressed then. Look how far he came from Marshall to beating South Carolina. He regressed. He threw turned the ball over three times in that game. What's worse, him throwing three picks against South Carolina and scoring five touchdowns or scoring no t- touchdowns, throwing two picks against Marshall? I'll wait. He didn't. I mean, both performances were horrendous. You, know that, but, you mean to tell me that South Carolina yeah. was not better than Marshall? They are, but that wasn't a performance. Okay. I, both of them were equally as bad. Both of them were equally as bad. But we're pointing at and we're talking about this Ohio State game that they have upcoming year, which is going to be a defining moment for their season. I don't think that they beat Clemson, and I don't think that they beat USC. I'm not going to sit here and debate you on that. But I don't really see why there is always consistent optimism for Ohio State when, frankly, over the past few because years under Ryan Day, they're a single year. That's not totally true under Ryan Day, though. They've been one of the most overrated programs since Ryan Day took over. And what's they have another been, game? They just started over with a new head coach. It's his second so year. Did USC. They're all, I would argue, I would actually go as far as to say, and you're going to get upset when I say this, Notre Dame is probably the most underrated that it's ever been this upcoming season. I they have always, they've always been thrown that. into the top five, and they're not being put in that conversation right now. They're just Yeah, they're, because you got your cheeks clapped by Marshall again. That's why I'm saying I, that they're right. underrated. I, I'm just going to say this, and I know you're not going to like it. Okay? You ready? If you beat Ohio State in week four, you're losing to Louisville at home. You want me to tell you why? Why? There's only two teams in the country in the last 25 years that have gone on the road back-to-back games and won 2019 LSU, 2022 Georgia. It's the only time that it's ever happened. Joe, we're talking about a 25-year span. I think that they lose one of those games if you beat Ohio State. I'm not worried about Louisville. I, I like be. Jeff. I like. You, be, wait, wait, you I, better be. You better they've, be. They've beaten Jeff Brom plenty with better playmakers when he was at Purdue. He ain't I'm got not, better play. He ain't have these playmakers at Purdue, dog. He had Ryan Moore at Purdue, and they beat him. They also had George Karloftis and David Bell, and they beat him. Like, Who I'm was the quarterback worried. that you hated at Purdue so much? Kevin O'Connor, or whatever his name uh, was. Oh my God! Who is the 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 O'Connell? The, Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell is a dopey you, looking. You, you yeah. hated him more than like, yeah. You, I mean, you Talk treat him like. I want to say that word. I'm not going. You treat that man like a convicted felon. He stinks. He was so overrated. So <laughs> okay. unbelievable. There was some one draft analyst who said he could be a first round pick, which was ridiculous. But that's, I, I'm not worried about Louisville. 
Joe A says, as someone who covers Notre Dame, there's not a lot of non-factual statements here by Blake. I actually push I push back on that comment because like I think you make good points. I just don't I don't totally agree. Who with, are they gonna throw the to the Joe? Let me ask you. You're a right. You're 100 percent right. That is a that is a question second, mark. But wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. What happens? Let's take Ohio State out for okay. just a minute. Yeah. Let's take the opponent out for just a minute. Okay. You know, and I know there's gonna be a game this year. It happens to every single team. Every single year, Georgia included, okay, from last year with Missouri. What's going to happen when you go up against a, a team like Louisville, who maybe you have no business being in a one-score game against, and they just start scoring at will? Uh, just can you score enough? Because right now, and another thing you, you did not address, Mm-hmm. Are you sure that you upgraded at offense, uh, our offensive coordinator and play calling? Because the truth is, history has told me that you had a guy that was dead last in the Big 12 and got fired, and now he's taking over an offense. And you, am I supposed to think that there's an upgrade, Joe? Like, I, you you make it, you make me feel like I'm, I'm poo-pooing on Notre Dame. I'm not. But if I, I'm you not, get a high-scoring game, are you 1,000% confident that you can score enough points to win? Because you, I don't think that you can. I am not debating that Parker is an upgrade. I think that their playmaker, or not their playmaker, rather, their upgrade at quarterback is going to significantly help them. There isn't much lower that you can go from the play calling, the horrendously predictable play calling. Joe, it can be worse. They had Drew it Pine be- also it needs to be highlighted here. This isn't like going from a mid-level quarterback to uh, a, 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 a really good quality quarterback. It's not like you're going from Jack Cohn to Sam Hartman. Drew Pine stunk. It wasn't talked about enough how as, bad as Drew Pine was. As much as you hate him, though, as much as you hate him. Forget about if I hate him or not. He was not good. He was Yo, you he know legitimately what he did, held them back from winning you know against Stanford. Did? It was you know all him. Did, you know what, what he did, though? He managed the game good enough for you to get wins. You know, he might have not killed it on the stat sheet, but he ran the game plan exactly to how well, it needed to. Hold on. Uh, you can't debate me on Joe. It's not a debate. Yes, it is a debate because Joe, it's they have the same receivers and a quarterback two. who can actually throw the football. Joe, it is not a debate when you're one and two facing. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. You came on my on our Saturday show last year and thought that they would be seven and five. Those are your words, okay? Not mine. I was you frustrated thought, and upset. Okay, well then, Drew Pond came in. And one, Joe, eight of the last nine games you played uh, against weak opponents, and it but but you know wait wait it all crying, hold on hold on hold on what in the absolute crying fuck do you call Marshall? It, it all comes back to the same Thank debate. You. you Thank it, you. It all comes back to the same debate that you and I have about every other team when we talk, Blake. I am not giving a quarterback credit for their performances when it was a defensive victory and a run game victory. Audric Estime is where they live, live, lived and you died last year with support of Logan Diggs. You went to LSU. He wasn't a 1,000-yard rusher. 
He wasn't at Joe, Logan Diggs he ran was for a, 890 yards in three games. He wasn't the primary back, though. Audric Estime, who is eventually by the end of the season, the hot hand that they were riding. That's why he, he left. Like my favorite. That's why, that's why he left. Logan Diggs left because the writing was on the wall that Audric Estime was going to be the primary back. Else, you know what else won you those games? Having two all purpose backs that gave you over a thousand yards and five plus, plus touchdowns. That is what won you. By the way, are you are you sure so sure that Devin uh, Vaughn, whatever the kid's name was from Penn State, are you sure that he is Logan Diggs? Because I promise you right now, mm-hmm. Joe, if this were anybody else in the country and you lost a thousand overall purpose yards back, you would say with everything that they have to replace on offense that it is a massive red flag. You know that. I know that. The boogeyman knows that. Santa Claus knows that. The tooth fairy knows that. My wife who doesn't watch the show knows that. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, you know that if this were anybody else, there would be massive red flags. Blake, as a former offensive lineman, would you say that having a top five offensive line boosts your run game? Having a top five offensive Did line. Did they replace football? everybody? On their offensive line? Yes. No, they didn't lose anybody. Okay, so again... They lost Jared Patterson, I'm sorry. They lost Jared Patterson. Correct. My only point is, is I'm still having them go nine and three, Joe, but the... I I don't think that's... Look, I don't... See, that's where it's weird is that we're yelling at each other and that's not an unreasonable take. That's not. It's actually quite generous considering some other... Again, if you beat Ohio State, if you beat one of the teams you're not supposed to, my only question has been from the very beginning... When you get, not if, when you get in that shootout, can you score enough? And I don't think that you can. If you got in a shootout with Kay Klubnick tomorrow night in my backyard, which is 100 yards, okay, you are not winning that game. Now, has Marcus Freeman recruited better at that position? Could you have a freshman that could come in and do something? Could K.K. Smith, could Mm -hmm. Braylon James – can Rico Flores, can one of those guys step up? Joe, they, you're going to need them too. One thing that, and I kind of want to get at this, and you kind of set me up for this. I don't think it's it's totally fair to make the assumption that there aren't guys waiting in the wings because this isn't like, this isn't like TCU that most of their receiving core is three-star receivers, and you're really just hoping for them to get to that next step. I, I, they have recruited a lot of four stars at that position. A lot. Not many of them have gotten there. I'm going to admit that. Their their wide receiver progression has been terrible since uh, Will Fuller has entered the NFL. Even, I mean, like Chase Claypool was was good, but most would argue that he never really lived up to the his physical capabilities for how athletic he, he was. There are guys on this roster. And I'm not pushing back on you, and I'm saying that that they do have the talent. It has to be developed. That's where a big concern is for me. Again, I am concerned about the outside weapons, but it has to be developed and it has to show up on the field. There's guys. There's guys there. It just hasn't been actualized yet. Jeremiah Love is a guy that I circled the running back that I think could do some things. He was a top 100 back. Yeah, very highly recruited. Very highly recruited. The only thing, the the place that I start pushing back on is Braylon James is a 6'2", 185-pound bruising type of receiver. 
And again, I just will continue to ask the question, can you score enough to beat a team you're not supposed to? At the current Joe, here's the thing. Even if you even if you got the answers for wide receiver, uh, uh, quality backfield behind Estime, you know your offensive line, God willing, if they stay healthy, is going to be really freaking good. You know that you have a good quarterback. The biggest in all of this, okay, is when Marcus Freeman got hamstrung and not being able to hire Ludwig from Utah, you're turning to a guy who, again, was the worst play caller in the Big 12. Like, we're not debating. Like, he had back-to-back uh, a year where he was horrendous. On third and seven, and you're on the 20-yard line against Ohio State, you're down six. Do you have enough trust in a guy that we know cannot call plays in the past? You still try- have not answered that question in full. I think that he has the the correct tools to be set up to succeed. Oh, no, you don't. I don't have anything to point to. I don't have any evidence. That's the problem. I can't sit here if I trust, say if I trust him or not, but he has the tools to succeed. He has the good offensive line. He has the big bruising running back. He's got all that stuff. Thanks, Chris. Look, I think that this team is not built to, and you're talking about if they get into that shootout. That happened against USC. They, they, you know, they didn't have the, the, the speed. They couldn't score quickly enough to keep up with Caleb Williams running around in the pocket for, for, for 20 minutes every single play. But this team is built to control the clock and to run the football and beat your ass on defense. They didn't give up a lot of those types of games last year. I don't think that they're ever going to really put themselves in that type of position, which is why I'm not worried. That's why I'm not worried. All it takes for me for to me feel better about Parker than Tommy Rees, as long as he's not calling the same redundant play calling as Tommy Rees. That's where I'm coming from. As long as it's not redundant and predictable, we're good. That's all it needs to be. Okay. We'll see. I mean... I, I feel like that I'm going to get ripped alive because probably, you know, I, I there's a little bit of an LSU Notre Dame rivalry here, but I don't think I said anything outlandish. No, this is probably way more reasonable than I thought you were going to be. And you also jokingly said to me uh, ahead of time that you Duke. thought that they were going to get, well, yeah, you were giving me a hard time. You were trying to get me riled up before we started recording. Uh, no, but you're definitely going to get killed in the comments because I'm going to deliberately title it something. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to title it something that everyone's going to get mad at. You. Here's what you should title it: Cajun man goes off on Notre Dame. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to do uh, Notre Notre Dame uh, is going to go 0 and 12 is what the video video segment title is going to be. Oh God, please! Oh God, please. <laughs> no, I'm not because I I never said it. I don't think. Look, I, I, Notre Dame's too good of an institution right now and program to go. Joe, they're they're too good they're to go ne- seven, and five, yes. seven yes. and five. I, I mean, and they don't. I, you're going to hate me saying this. They don't play a tough enough schedule to go six and six, seven and five. They don't. No, I, I mean they really don't. I, I know Duke's a, a good a good field store. Good good. You know, lovey dovey story. They're not good enough. You know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. One last thing before we do transition to um, college game day. College Mm -hmm. game day. 
<clears throat> I, I got I'm gonna ask you a serious question, and I don't okay. I don't mean this in a wrong way. Okay. If Marcus Freeman goes nine and three, is there heart is there a hot seat talk? No. No, I don't because I think that they're first of so all what new athletic the, if, director. If he went, let me let me all right, so cut that because I didn't that's not how I was trying to ask it. Because I don't what think would it take for him it. to be on the hot seat? No, well, not only that, but here would be my question. If Mark you can clip if Marcus Freeman went nine and three this upcoming year and Notre Dame goes nine and three, what will be the Notre Dame excuse then? Because last, okay. year, last year, no, I'm serious, Joe. Okay. I, I'm I'm dead. At some point, again, we talked about Lincoln Riley. I came out here and said the same stuff. He gets his ass beat by top 25 teams. I've said that. When we talk about Nick Saban, him getting out coached against good offenses, I've said that. At some point, me and you are going to have to have the discussion. Mm-hmm. You have a good quarterback. What happens if they go nine and three, ten and two? Well, if they if go they nine, the playoff, if they go ten and two, I think that's actually a good season. Like, I don't think that's what, what like I'm not upset if they go ten and two. I, I understand the obstacles that are coming up for oh, this then How does for Notre Dame get over the hump? My question is: Well, they were going to get over the hump if they hired Andy Ludwig, but that's my point: is that if they go nine and three or worse, it, it means that the Jared Parker attempt went horribly wrong. And I would be willing to bet that if that does happen, he will be relocated to a different position they will hire a a new offensive coordinator with a new athletic director in they will i would assume that that will be the next move to fix that that would that's what i would do three offensive coordinators in three years you know the only team to win a national title in the college football's history to have that run you know who the coach is is it nick it's nick it's nick saban it's the only one but those those head coaches or those offensive coordinators leaving were leaving for usually good reason. None of them were fired, correct? Uh, all of them left for another position. Yes, well, I wouldn't exactly. call them better jobs. I don't think the offensive coordinator role at with the Atlanta Falcons is better than the offensive coordinator role at Alabama. That's true. That is true. I mean, but, you, get paid, you get paid more to be an OC with Nick than you do. Yeah, you know. I just but, I just want to know when we, what has to happen for us to have the conversation that at some point Notre Dame's got to make massive overhaul changes to themselves. It's basically what I'm asking. I think nine I think nine wins is that is that barrier. I think that if you go under nine wins, nine is when we start to have the serious discussion. Is like it was the season a failure? I think so, it's it's disappointing, but I'm not completely upset with the nine. Save wins. Marcus Freeman in a way to go nine and three so the fan base can push back on the university and be like, yes, this yes. is not on him. You, He had his guy. Yeah, I actually think that, that to that point, if they do go nine, I, I don't blame Marcus Freeman for any of this. I've said this before. I don't blame it at all. It was the administration's decision to not go after Andy Ludwig, even though he clearly wanted him and he was the best fit for the job. They were forced to go with somebody that was internal. And then now that – Jack Swarbrick is gone. I, I think that there's maybe a little bit more leeway. I don't know what the new athletic director is going to be like. What I would assume, his connections to the university and being a member, a former member of the football team, that he would be willing to work with Marcus Freeman. I don't think anything bad happens to Marcus Freeman if, if they only win nine games. Man, but I just if they got, go under eight, there's a different debate. What, you got a text? 
I just got spoofed. Okay. I just got like somebody just, I just got seven texts. You didn't hear my phone. <laughs> I'm in this group text. Okay. It's a fake account, but somebody with it made it look like it was a real sports reporter. Oh, no. That Nick Saban plans to retire at the end of the year. And I was like, oh my God. Someone was effing with you. They were effing with me. How, how can you tell? Because I clicked on it, and this dude's got like 17 followers, but it has a blue check mark. That's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. All right. Joe, hey, thank you for being in the comments, man. Um, sorry we didn't get to some more of them. Joe, let's transition to college game day. Uh, it was announced today, South Carolina, North Carolina. Let me just stop you right there. I don't care. Why is everybody making such a massive deal over this? What what's the big what's the big deal? So okay, my initial reaction was like, what the hell? This is the best game that we can get. And then I pulled up the schedule and I was gonna highlight a couple games that I thought were better. I'm like, and off the top of my head, I was like, what about Clemson Duke? What about LSU Florida State? And and I was scrolling and it occurred to me that this is the best Saturday game. I, I don't know how we ended up, and obviously it's not the NFL where they are a little bit more orchestrated in the scheduling there is no coordination this is in a way at random uh this is the best game it's not even on campus this is at the the panther stadium yeah it is which is even weirder like how the did battle we have, of the carolinas when have we ever had something like this happen before what do you mean that it was like we're the first week of the season there yeah, was remember they went to um I, I remember Alabama, Alabama played Florida State college game day was in Atlanta. But that's um, a good game, though. They got beat by 50. Uh, Alabama, when, it, when they played USC, they got beat by 50. Wait, do you mean um, Alabama-Miami? I don't remember Alabama-Miami playing. That was, uh, that was when D.R. King was there a couple years ago. And they oh, got maybe so, maybe stomped. So. Well, LSU stamped Miami too, and it was the most glorious day of my life. Uh, I but to the the point about the college game day thing, I and again, yeah, there was a little bit of an uproar. People were like, "Oh, this is kind of lame that this is the game." Where do they getting, want people? Where do they want them to go? I I don't know. I looked. There's literally no other options unless they went for the the Florida State LSU game. But like, do you have to be there for when the game is on the same day? Like. I'm just going to tell you, Louisiana people don't travel like that. They travel night of because they can go party, uh, sleep in the yeah. hotel, and then wake up and start drinking again. I don't. It would be, it would have been chaotic, and they can't do LSU, Florida State, because they're probably going to want to go to Clemson and Florida State in week three. You know, like or week That's two, true. whatever that game is. So they're That's not. True. They don't want to do that. Look, I, it doesn't bother me, Joe. I, I, we do a show every Saturday. We'll continue probably this year doing our our Saturday show. Does not bother me in the slightest. I don't watch College Game Day. I don't care for college game day really anymore because I think it's kind of going downhill. They fired David Pollock. They put in Pat McAfee. Damn, uh, David Pollock more, knows more about college football than Pat does, and I hate to say that. Pat's a national guy. He's not a college football guy. No. It is what it is. I will tell you, I do think it's an interesting game, though. I, I, I am very intrigued by that game. Right, I think that that game is going to be really telling for both teams how legit either of them are. They, they're well, both getting South different Carolina levels of hype. Plays eleven out of their twelve. 
they play power five opponents. They're not scared. You got to no. give them some flowers on that. Joe, that's 11. I, I look, I, as much crap as I've given South Carolina, I do respect them opting to play uh, North Carolina to open their season. But to this point, though, we learn if if South Carolina can overcome the losses that they suffered. And is Spencer Rattler the guy that we think he is? And at the same time, is Drake May enough to carry this team over SEC opponents? Is he enough to beat them, get them over Clemson? We're going to learn both think, those things in this can game. Can I tell you something? I think that Notre Dame, uh, that North Carolina's uh, defense is so bad that they're going to make Spencer Rattler look like Anthony Richardson week one against Utah last year. You think so? I, I do be that bro, bad, dude, they, but here's the bro. They are so bad. They are so bad defensively. Uh, yeah. Drake may might be the best quarterback since sliced bread. He might, be, might be the next Joe Montana. Okay. Bottom line is defensively. They are so freaking bad and they got worse. I, Gene Chizik, poor guy. He's going to be back on the SEC network very soon because he's mm. going to get fired. I think I think they pull it off. I think they pull it off. I uh, give me South Carolina week one because they're gonna make look. Spencer can play a little bit. If yeah. you bust coverages, he's gonna light you up. <laughs> they just Joe. They suck like a toilet when the bowl's going around. And <laughs> it just they, bro. this game could be a shootout, which could be could which be could be fun. Shootout. You know what would be fun? You know what would be fun from a prospect of evals uh, situation. Mm. prime time Drake may showing the world that he can be that guy. Like, Hey, my team's down 14. I got to go down here and score two TDs. I think he could do it too, which makes it even more. Look, Spencer Rattler is going to play for somebody in the NFL. He's either going to be an undrafted free agent. Somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah. He's going to see a little, he's going to be on a team in two years. You got two NFL quarterbacks going at it. Okay. I Absolutely. love it. I love that. Anyway. I, I will say just final thought. Is this the worst week one schedule that we've had? In no, a long I time? think it's one of the better ones. Really? We've got like three good games. I feel like last year we had we had Ohio State, Notre Dame. We had Florida versus Utah, which was a really close, hard fought battle. Let me look at this. I'll pull it up right now. I, I I feel like Florida State LSU is the only good game that we have. I, I really think that because like Clemson Duke might not even actually be that good of a game. We're we're hoping Duke is going to be really uh, fun to watch this year. But what if Garrett Riley comes out, you know, guns blazing, and Kate Klubnick explodes? Well, Thursday you have Utah against Florida. I think that that's pretty intriguing. Fine. Yeah. Um, Friday night, you have really nobody. I, I mean, maybe Miami, Louisville at Georgia Tech. That might be interesting. Like, and then, there's a lot of games where it's like maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of maybe sexy. games. Like you got Tennessee and Virginia. I heard that Tennessee and Virginia or Tennessee is going to honor the players that were killed. Um, That's great. Yeah, I think that they're doing a decal on the helmet. But other than that, man, you know, look, one that I think is intriguing that nobody's talking about, Washington goes – Boise State goes to Washington week one. I saw that one. I kind of like that. 
Am I an asshat if I would rather that be where college game day is? Yes, because you can't okay. go to Washington week one. They got to get a couple wins. They got to earn this. What do you mean? Washington's legit. Boise State's also not a bad. By the way, Boise State has a quarterback, Taylor Green. He could be a dude. He could not be. That could be a good football game. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Wait. What, isn't Co- yeah. When's Colorado TCU? Is that week one? That's I week believe. two. That's week, that's uh, week two. Uh, you know another interesting one? That it's going to be on late. UCLA and Coastal Carolina tip it off. Oh, stop. Stop. It's not going to be a guy. I'm going to watch it because I'm a psychopath, but that's not a good football game. Coastal's not a bad F- uh, uh, group of five team. Yeah, I've, I've seen enough. Can I tell you something? I have won so much money on Coastal Carolina in the last two years. It is appalling. Dude, betting the G5 might be one of the most underrated ways to make money. It is so underrated. The lines are bad. The lines are never good. $1,000 last year just off of Coastal Carolina. (laughs) How many games? All of them. I bet every Coastal Carolina game. I only would bet like $10, but the spread would be so uneven. Yeah, I'm like they're not going to win this game. I was like, so give me, the, uh, you know, give me the 24 points, and then they win by like seven. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? I just won by 31. You know. Anyway, all right, let's talk a little bit of this. Uh, oh no, they said it's week one. Don Juan says Colorado big T- noon kickoff. Oh, that's yeah. why. That's why it's because it's big noon kickoff. Um, uh, it is week one. It is, I missed it. It is no, week but, one. Yeah, but if Fox has the um, – I don't Fox mind that. The, I don't mind that. That's a good one. I'll probably watch that. You're goddamn right you're going to watch it, and you're going to like it. Well, I'm going to prioritize is my point. Yeah, you should. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. You want to get to this Pac-12 thing before we roll? Yeah. Yep. All right. Can you give our listeners a rundown of what happened – Pac-12 continues to be so dumb. So we we did our for those who missed the replay when we were on Bleacher Report, we we opened the the beginning of our quarterback rankings that they asked us to do, uh, talking about the ineptitude of George Klyovkov, the uh, commissioner, his uh, way of addressing the lack of a TV deal, saying that the longer they wait, the better of a position that they're going to be. And then we blasted him for that. We think that that's just a, a, a ridiculous statement. And he also goes as far as saying, I didn't know this. I was so caught up with the TV rights deal conversations that one of the things that he was quoted saying was that it is not a concern that teams will be leaving for the Big 12. The full quote is, our schools are committed to each other and the Pac-12. We'll get our media rights deal done. We'll announce the deal. I think the realignment is going that's going on in college athletics will come to an end for this cycle. Bullshit! Bullshit! If you come back with an unfavorable deal and you come back with, uh, or you take too long, which is we're currently on pace for that, you really think that that Phil Knight at Oregon is is going to be content with 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 them sticking? Around? I think if Phil Knight had enough pull, okay, Oregon would be announced going to the Big Ten. I, uh, wait, so you're saying that he doesn't have enough pull? I don't think he has enough pull for realignment. 
I think that the, I do think that the ADs at all Pac-12 schools know what the TV deal is and who it's with. You want me to tell you what what's about to happen? Yeah. What do you think? ESPN's about to pick them up, which is kind of unexciting. No, it's not. You want me to tell you why it's not? Because it gets us from not being a Big Two conference. I think ESPN. I think ESPN. Oh, because you're saying because they're then invested in the Pac-12. Then got it. Correct. That means that they don't want that either. I'm all for I wanting college football to stay as close to the same as possible. If the Big Ten's not going to take Oregon, Joe, then what? Are are, you, are they willing to to let Oregon Oregon State go? What it God willing? What if Dion wins? I don't think it's going to be on gas station TV. I I, I, I just think ESPN's going to at the end of the day come to the door of Fox, and I think I I really. I don't think that they want to completely throw away the Pac-12. And I, you know what else I think is going to happen? I think that Fox and the Big Ten are going to come to some form of conclusion, and they're going to be ESPN's going to be able to have a USC game here and there. I, I, I just think it's they're going to they're going to do what they always do, Joe. CBS would get this game. This team would get this game. It, they're all going to work together because it benefits all of them. It's what they do in the NFL already. Joe, did you know that they let ESPN – I don't think you know this yet. I don't think it's big news. You know Troy and – what's your boy's name? Um, Joe Buck. Joe Buck. They're going to be calling the Super Bowl on ABC in two years. When was the game ever on ABC from a Super Bowl? We were kids, Joe. Like We were both kids when this happened. So – too much TV talk. I hate this. I hate it. I'm disgusting <laughs> when I have to talk about this. But the Pac-12 gives me no options. Yeah, because this is hung around for way too freaking long, and it's tiring to this point. I, here's the only thing, though, is that I don't disagree that, that ESPN doesn't come to the table or Fox doesn't come to the table because they want to keep them alive. But are, is it favorable enough? for like teams to be excited about it. Like I would, if, if, if they get the worst deal out of all five power five conferences, if I'm Oregon and I'm Washington, I'm feeling screwed. I'm feeling screwed. Well, here's another thing. When they're on, they're on. Well, I was going to say, don't forget about Stanford, but don't let, I, I know, but, is never mind. I'm not gonna say they don't have a fan base. Don't say I know what you're gonna say. Don't say they don't have a fan base, though. Which is unexciting. Adam says, I'm here to know uh to throw shade at Joe's defending Gaelic champs. You are you did you, this you did win the Gaelic championship. Gaelic spelled incorrectly, but I didn't think that that was done intentionally. I was if I know Adam, it was definitely done intentionally. Thanks, Adam. yeah Uh, hey by the way before we get out of here yes i thought brian kelly couldn't recruit you say that to me every time he signs somebody is the is 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 there going to be news dropping soon of a recruit signing when is that happening blake or did it just happen did it happen don't tell you when is it happening soon Okay. Okay. I'm excited for it. 
I'm excited for it. Because if when he lands, who he's going to land. I was going to set the world on fire. I'm just going to let you know that our good buddies over at Crane & Company have a video that I have recorded on my phone. Oh, no. And it's going on the internet. Oh, no. That's who you're going after? You're going after your boys? Come on. <laughs> the man said that he hasn't been anywhere south of wherever. Just letting it be known. Oh, oh, you're talking about you're talking about another individual. Oh, I am yeah. Can't have right. two belly buttons, one on your chin and one on your belly. See y'all Wednesday on Bleach Report. Yes. Hey.